When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Turf Show Times, the podcast. I'm J.B. Scott, and with me every single weekend is Blaine Grisak. We're here to cover last-minute thoughts, which, you know, we have a big game to talk about this weekend. we got the Rams and the Chiefs, one of the most highly anticipated matchups entering this season. And, you know, some things have changed, but, you know, back in 2018 when these teams faced on Monday Night Football, one of the greatest, you know, football games we've ever seen, one of the most high-scoring, both teams in the 50s and you know, the Rams were on route to the Super Bowl after that game and where they did not score 50 points against the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they didn't just get in the end zone. So, uh, you know, things can it just shows how things can change so quickly in the NFL. And, you know, the Rams after winning the Super Bowl last year, now they're, you know, the Chiefs are heavy favorites entering this game. So there's no one better to talk about it with than, you know, my guy Blaine. So let's put some you know final thoughts on that Saints game from a week ago. Uh, Blaine, what's one positive takeaway you had against, you know, the Rams and the Saints last week? Uh, I think it was just kind of that whole, the entire first half, honestly. Um, you know, the offense, they were moving the ball pretty well. They were in a rhythm. They were The run game was working. You got Tutu Atwell involved in the deep passing game. Honestly, like, it was probably the best the offense has looked in parts of the season. And then, um, as kind of has been the story all year, the, um, the offense in the second half just kind of completely disappeared. Um, so, Unfortunately, you know, no Stafford this week against the, against the Chiefs, so we'll see kind of what the offense looks like. But as far as kind of maybe things that you can take into this Chiefs game, you know, hopefully, you know, you, you can take that run game in, 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 into this week. And you have another body now, Bryce Perkins, who has mobility at quarterback, which should give you some an extra number in the in the in the run game there. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're able to keep get, getting two two out involved a little bit. So um, yeah, I mean, definitely not the uh, not the um, Matchup you everyone was looking forward to um, when the when the schedule was, was released, but hope the Rams can at least make it competitive. Yeah, and it's going to be in that primetime afternoon slate where you know the majority of the country is going to be watching this game, and whether it's Bryce Perkins or John Wolford out there, there's, they're going to have a lot of eyeballs on their performance tomorrow. So yeah, and I like that you mentioned the Ram game and really the mobility of these quarterbacks. You know, Wolford against Arizona, Perkins against the Saints has opened up things in the traditional run game. And, you know, whenever this offensive line is porous and giving up a lot of pressure, uh, you know, being able to evade that pressure and extend plays has really opened up things for this offense. So, you know, Matthew Stafford, as important as he's been, uh, a lot of those pressures were turning into sacks. And, you know, Wolford and Perkins are doing a good job managing that pressure. And then in the design quarterback run game, as you said, you know, usually the quarterback is, you know, a waste of a number 11 on 11. And, you know, having that mobile quarterback with the designed run game, you know, it gives you an extra body and opens things up. And really, you know, Kyron Williams, Cam Akers, they ran the best that they ran all season. So that was certainly good to see. And, you know, my positive takeaway from that game is you got the pass rush going. You got Leonard Floyd had two sacks. Greg Gaines had two sacks. Where have they been the rest of the year, I guess? But uh, hopefully they can keep it going against this Kansas City Chiefs team because you're going to have to get after Patrick Mahomes, right? And um, that's the only way to stop this offense. If you get after rush the passer and, and make some turnovers, you might have a fighting shot in this game. So, uh, like you said, you're going to be without Matthew Stafford. I don't know that the Rams have really named a starter, but I think it's fair to say that Bryce Perkins is probably in line to get the start. John Wolford was pretty woeful 
against Arizona when he had his opportunity. So I think it's just Perkins' turn. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And you know, Kansas City is they're, they're probably they're probably trembling in their locker room right now, wondering who's going to be starting at quarterback for Rams. Considering Sean McVay hasn't still hasn't named a starter, but uh, I guess yeah, like you said, it's fair to say it's probably going to be Bryce Perkins. Um, It'll be interesting to see what he, see what he can do. Um, I'm interested to see what he does with the full week of first team reps. Um, I, I still think he has some struggles with accuracy and processing. You know, early on against the Saints, it kind of looked like he was starting. He was using his legs to get comfortable, and um, they the they kind of caught the Saints by surprise in the first drive. But then they kind of contained him after that. Um, and McVay's just have to treat Perkins like like a rookie, honestly. You know, rollouts to cut the field in half, and you know, make the reads as as simple as possible. I, I'm I'm excited to see we'll see what Perkins can do. Um, you know, uh, you know, is he someone that you want to continue developing and and keep as your backup quarterback moving forward? We're going to find out find out a lot about. Um, a lot out of this team over, over these next you know seven weeks and that, that starts that starts with Perkins. It's a pretty big understatement to say that this offense changes whenever Perkins comes in for Stafford, right? And when you do that mid-game, you probably don't get to take advantage of Perkins' skill set fully because you know now you have the you go a whole week of practice. He has that mental time to prepare, you know, work as a thrower with these receivers like Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, right? That he didn't have a week ago. And you know I think you, it's just fair to expect improvement and it's, it's going to see, it's going to be interesting to see what Sean McVay can come up with creatively because um, he's never really had a mobile quarterback to work with like this or, a, you know, a runner first type quarterback to work with. So uh, we'll see what he comes up with, but the Rams are going to do without Daryl Henderson and Justin Hollins, who they're both released this week. It's kind of individual scheduled to hit free agency. So, um, you know, we talked about the run game already, but Blaine, how, what are your thoughts on the edge rushers behind Hollins on the depth chart? Terrell Lewis, probably still the starter, but do you have any thoughts on Daniel Hardy or Keir Thomas? Uh, I, I really like Daniel Hardy. He's just, he's a freak athlete. He's, a, he's just an absolutely insane athlete. He has all of the athletic traits that you look for in a, in, in, an edge, in an edge rusher. But I think with both of these guys, it's, it's really unfair just to expect to throw them in and expect them to be, you know, that, that missing piece that they've kind of been looking for opposite of, opposite of Leonard Floyd. Um, I think they're at this point and at this point, they're probably guys that you throw in, in a rotation and, um, and try and try to work them in, try to work them in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I like, uh, the, 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 like the, for the same reason you, you released Darrell Henderson to find out more what you have behind him and what you have in Kyron Williams and if, if Kyron Williams and Cam Akers can be a really good duo and work together like they like they did last week for example the, 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 the same reasons why you really saw on you know see what you have in Terrell Lewis and see if he can you know be that that guy in a more full time role. You know, see what you have in Hardy and and Kyer Thomas. I mean, we, we saw what Kyer Thomas did in the preseason. He was really fun to watch, and I think Hardy can do can be a fun player, to, a fun player as well. And um, hopefully that they, they they can get these guys involved, and we can see what they can do. Yeah, Hardy and Thomas really couldn't be different as players, right? As you mentioned, Hardy's a freak athlete. Thomas more of a power type rusher. So going to be interesting to see you know how much playing time they get, if any, and. Uh, you know, on the other side of the football, the Rams, the injury woes continue along this offensive line. Brian Allen was ruled out. He didn't play last week, but Ty Nasecki, your left tackle, hasn't practiced all week, but he's questionable for the game. And Matt Skura, who I believe practiced some, maybe limited, uh, is also questionable. So he played left guard last week. So um, just continue to mix it up along the offensive line. Uh, this is the opportunity for the Rams to put out their second straight, you know, offensive line combination, be the first time that they had done so all year. But uh, you know, just a revolving door of offensive linemen for Los Angeles this year. But also questionable are Tyler Higby at tight end and Allen Robinson at receiver. Both, you know, were limited in practice all week, which is usually a good sign for their availability. But 
you know, on the other sideline, you got the Chiefs, and they're pretty healthy of late, and they've got some reinforcements back. Uh, the only person who's fully ruled out for this game is Kadarius Tony, who is someone they traded for at the deadline this year uh, to really bolster that receiving core. But they're also getting back Juju Smith-Schuster, who returns from the concussion protocol. And then questionable are Juan Thornhill at safety and Joe Tooney at guard. So whenever you're facing Aaron Donald, you probably don't want Lyman questionable in that interior offensive line, right? But what are your thoughts on, you know, the Chiefs, if, you know, protecting Patrick Mahomes, if Tooney's unavailable? Um, yeah, if, if, if Tooney can't go, it's obviously, you know, it'd be a big boost for Rams because the, the only, really the only way they're going to be able to slow down this Chiefs offense is if they're able to get to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we, we saw in the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Buccaneers what a pass rush can do to him and how, how it can affect him. And, um, you know, if, if you can get him in spots where he feels like he has to do too much or has to play hero ball and, 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 and be just do, do, do things that Donovan Patrick Mahomes can do. I think you're you're in a, you're in a good spot, and um, you know this is gonna this is going to need to be a game where that Aaron Donald absolutely takes over because yeah, I mean you, you look at what, what the other side of the ball and what the Rams are working with on offense, it doesn't look doesn't look great. And then um, in if if Mahomes has time, the, the the we've seen how the back end of the secondary has has, has struggled at times this year. So um, they're really going to have to get to him. And if Tooney can't go, that's and and that helps a guy like Aaron Donald a little bit. That's that's that helps uh, in the end that 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 helps the Rams. Yeah, that's fair. And then you know the Chiefs have the, their own interior pass rusher in Chris Jones, who's pretty good too, and he's going to cause a lot of disruptions. So whoever starts as center, which is probably Coleman Shelton. And, you know, these guards are kind of banged up, too. They're going to be on their toes. But also the Chiefs will move Jones around. They'll put him in edge sometimes. You know, he did that full time at the start of last season before they kind of realized, you know, that wasn't maybe the best way to deploy him. And now he's playing, you know, primarily on the interior, but he'll move around some. So something to monitor. You know, if Ty Nisicki can't go, it'd be interesting to see if they move their best pass rusher against the Rams left tackle. But something to monitor. But playing on this, you know, Chiefs defense, is there any pass rushers that scare you? Or uh, what's some, you know, individuals to note? Um, I mean, Chris, you, you can't look at the Chiefs defense and, and not not talk about Chris Jones, like you said. I mean, he's right up there with – I mean, at, at, at points this year, he was beating Aaron Donald and pass rush win rate as a defensive tackle. And over the last really probably five years, that's been absolutely unheard of. Um, Nick Bolton, um, he was a guy that the Chiefs actually drafted before. They drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round last year, and he's playing really well at linebacker. Um and he's 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 someone, he's someone to watch out for. They, they they absolutely killed the 2021 draft and kind of starts with that with what they did in the, did in the second round there. And, um, so yeah, I, mean, I think I think obviously it starts starts with Jones, but obviously uh, I think also Bolton has played really well at linebacker and someone that that could um could kind of ma- maybe match Perkins' athleticism and, and contain him a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. And you know something else to watch in this game with the Rams on offense is you know how this running back stable continues to you know the rotation continues to work itself out but I think it's fair to say that Cam Akers at this point is going to be the primary starter Williams comes in more as a complimentary piece a third down back a high volume pass catcher so kind of taking over that Daryl Henderson role and you know it already seems that he's kind of more effective uh, than Henderson has been this season Um, it's going to be important to watch him as a pass protector but you know, he looks elusive. He looks good. As Blaine, is he, is Kyron Williams kind of performing at the level that you were expected from him coming out of the draft? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's really stepped into that role that I think the Rams kind of envisioned him um, playing in. I, I, I don't think it's a, I, I really don't think it's a coincidence that, um, that Cam Akers had probably one of his best performances this year 
last week with with Kyron Williams. These two work really well together as as a as a tandem. They complement each other really well. Uh, Williams played really well in limited, in limited action last last week, and I'm excited to see him work into the offense more and more. You know, can 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 we get this? there's such a lack of clarity at the running back position right now? I mean, obviously, you know, you know, they they cut Henderson this week, which was a complete surprise, honestly. And then, um, you know. Earlier this this year, we we have Cam Akers um, sitting out games because he and Sean McVay have this you know difference in 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 philosophy. So you know, can we get some clarity here in the back half of the season at running back position? And they they kind of start with Kyron Williams how they drafted just last year. And if Akers and Williams work together as as a tandem, that might be something that they um, decide to roll with moving forward after this year instead of maybe moving off makers like they maybe originally planned after after the kind of the the, the midseason drama. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a chance a team decides to move on from him this offseason, right, if they find a willing trade partner. But if Akers has a good second half stretch, really, you might be able to not spend a premium draft pick in order to replace him and fill that that primary running back spot. Or, you know, Kenneth Arthur has listed out all these free agent running backs that you're going to see in 2023. And maybe you, instead of making an $8 million investment, you just bring back Cam Akers and have confidence that he'll be able to do the right thing and be productive this year. Uh, but he was great last week, and there were times where he was about to get tackled in the backfield, and Akers was able to evade, break arm tackles, and really create something out of nothing. And that's really the first time we'd seen him do it all year, so I think that's encouraging moving forward. But uh, they're going to go up against a, a vaunted Chiefs offense that they can put up points in a hurry. Even when they're down, they're not really out. So uh, I guess something I think is kind of an interesting question is, you know, the, uh, the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill this offseason, sent him to Miami. And this Chiefs offense is still dangerous, Blaine. Do you think they missed Tyreek Hill at all? Um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to say. You know, they don't miss Tyreek Hill. I, I, I certainly think they, 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 they would like to have Tyreek Hill right now. But at the same time, you know, I think it just kind of shows, you know, how good of an offensive mind, how great of an offensive mind Andy Reid is. He's, he's able, he's been able to adjust his scheme to different quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he, he was, he had Donovan and McNabb, Kevin Cobb and Philly comes to, comes, comes to Kansas city, um, starts with Alex Smith and now he has Patrick Mahomes and all of his offenses are just always, always seem to have success. And, um, you know, you, you go from, you know, the last couple of years where, you know, creating explosives over over the top was really important to for for, for offenses offenses to succeed. And now, you know, you, you have defenses working with this too high shell that are kind of, that's kind of taking that away. And the Chiefs are still number one in, in explosive plays. So um, it's just you know, Andy Reid's one of the best in creating an offensive scheme. So while they 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 miss Tyreek Hill, and Andy Reid's done a really good job adjusting and and and, and Mahomes as well because he, you know, the, last year especially he was someone who was always kind of looking for the big play. And now, you know, he's, he's been, he's been a lot better of just kind of being okay, taking, taking what's there and allowing the scheme to open up these, 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 these explosives. Yeah. When I think about that 2018 Monday night football game, uh, you know, Aaron Donald obviously had a great game in the middle of the defense, but on the edge, Samson Ebukam, but uh, really athletic pass rusher that the Rams drafted in the fourth round. And, you know, he was able to kind of keep Mahomes at bay whenever he was scrambling and such. I think he had two defensive touchdowns. So, um, you know, you still have highly athletic edge rushers and Leonard Floyd, you know, Terrell Lewis is, you know, he's a freak athlete, but more of a power type individual. But if you have Daniel Hardy out there and so, you know, Donald gets pressure up the middle and you have these athletic edge rushers that can keep contain, uh, you force some turnovers and, you know, who knows, this could be ended up being a close game, but the, the Rams absolutely have to slow down or find a way to, you know, contain Travis Kelsey, who is, you know, the most reliable piece of their offense, similar to the Rams with Cooper Cup. You know, Kelsey's just almost inevitable. 
where in the biggest moments when they need a play, it's always Mahomes to Kelsey. And they and you're extending plays, they find each other in the middle of the field. It's just something incredible to watch. But I guess the Rams should contemplate putting Jalen Ramsey on Kelsey, right? Is it that easy, Blaine? Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure it's that, it's that easy, but I, I'm certainly, yeah, they, they, they should probably consider putting, um, putting Jalen Ramsey on Travis Kelsey. I think, you know, you, you signed Bobby Wagner in, in the off season for moments like this as well. But like you say, you know, for, for, for this game to be competitive, you know, the, the Rams, the, the defense, they haven't had a turnover. They've had one turnover, I think in the last eight weeks, they, they just simply have not been able to create turnovers. And, um, and which is surprising considering you know, the first couple of weeks, I think they had seven in the first two games. So they're really going to need to steal probably two or three possessions. And that, that starts on defense and, 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 and creating turnovers. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I would expect the Rams to mix things up, you know, put Jim Ramsey on, on Travis Kelsey, see how that goes. But the, the Chiefs have so many other, other weapons as well, where I, I, I there's, there's gotta be a weak, a weakness somewhere in, 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 in the secondary, because outside of, it's basically it's Jim Ramsey and a bunch of other guys. So if Ramsey's on somebody, you know, uh, Juju Smith Suster is going to be on a, a Troy Hill or, or or Kobe Durant or Darian Kendrick or something, and it's just it it's it's there's, there's going to be an opening somewhere. Yeah, Schuster and Kelsey do a great job working with middle of the field, and then you also have Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's their you know, designated deep threat. So really going to test the speed of some of these Rams corners. So really gives me concern about someone like Darian Kendrick holding up in coverage, where you know that was the big concern of his coming out of the draft, and you've seen it kind of hold him back at times this year. So if you get a designated deep threat, you know, a speed receiver like Scantling uh, really could you know, stress the Rams defense if, you know, Kendrick has ever matched up with him. So something to watch out for. But they, it's like a basketball team. The Chiefs have all these receivers with different skill sets and they just deploy. They, you, as you said, they let the game come to them and you, you're trying to scheme away these deep plays. But at some point you have to stop all the underneath stuff and then they send it over your head. So as much as we talk about Patrick Mahomes and these receivers, the Chiefs are really excellent at running the football and they have a stable of running backs that also have, you know, a unique skill set, each of them. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire obviously got hurt last week. He's on IR. But, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon, someone who's been around the NFL a long time, he's really their best running back. And they try not to – I think they're trying to manage his workload. But whenever they put him in, he's almost always effective as a, a runner, a pass catcher. Um, really just makes Patrick Mahomes' life easy whenever he can throw a short pass out to the running back or screen to these wide receivers and watch it go for a big game. But that's really just the genius of Andy Reid. And, that's you know he makes this offense click and everything comes together and yeah the Rams definitely this defense has the work cut out for him so any final thoughts on this this Rams defense going against this high flying Chiefs offense? Um, I mean it's just just you know it, it comes down to, to being able to, being able to pressure Mahomes if you you know they, they they need to make him as uncomfortable as uncomfortable as possible and if they can do that they 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 they, they stand a chance but um like 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 you like you just said you know this. These corners have really struggled um, defending over o- defending over the top, and you know the, the, the Chiefs have some have some speeds some speedsters. They may not have have Tyreek Hill anymore, but that that Vandal Scantley is more than more than capable of beating you over the top, and um, and Travis Kelsey isn't isn't a bad deep 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 end either. So um, yeah, it, 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 the defense is going to have its work cut out cut out for him. Raheem Morris is going to have to put it together a hell of a scheme to even, you know, really have a chance in, in, in stopping this offense. But, you know, we'll, we'll, that's why the games are played on the field, I guess, right? Yeah, of course. And, you know, you wrote an interesting piece this weekend about uh, five questions the Rams need to get answered over the second half of the season. But just kind of, you don't have to go through all five, but, 
you know, is it time to see Quentin Lake and Russ East in the secondary instead of Nick Scott and Taylor App who are set to hit free agency? Similar to, you know, the Rams got rid of Dara Henderson and Justin Hollins. Is it time to, you know, maybe give the younger playing, you know, in the secondary, some younger players playing time? Yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, at this point, you know, we know what Taylor Rapp is. They, we're we're in year four of Taylor Rapp, and and he he continuously gets lost in coverage. And while you know Jim Ramsey did get beat over the top by Chris Olave last week against the Saints, he's also expecting help by Taylor Rapp over the top. And Rapp, as as a deep safety, has his eyes underneath in the middle of the field for really no reason because. Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner, and Nick Scott, Nick Scott were already there. So, I, 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 I'd love to see what see what Rusty East can do. Um, they, 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 they really need to be able to see need to see these guys and what they have before they move into this off season. Where you know it's it's gonna be a big off season. You know, the Rams aren't where they should be right now. They're they're three and seven a year coming off of a Super Bowl win. Like you shouldn't be here right now. And um, so that the, if if they want to capitalize on this really three-year championship window that they, they, they've they kind of set themselves up for you need to be able to answer these questions that, that you have going into the next season and um there are questions at safety uh, the, the, the guys that are there right now just simply haven't, haven't been good enough so you know you know get guys like russ east and quentin lake really valuable reps over this, these, these last seven weeks and see what you have there before you go into this offseason when you might need to spend some spend, spend some resources at, at that position and in, in, in order to be competitive next year yeah, and the first question you ask in your article is, you know, can the Rams find players that, with all these guys getting playing time on this offensive line? Can they find out who they want to keep in 2023? And, you know, maybe that's part of the the blessing of the curse, right? Where a left tackle, you thought Joseph Nopum was the heir apparent to, to Andrew Whitworth. And now it looks like Eric Jackson might be the guy moving forward. And you have someone like David Edwards, who is has an expiring contract this year, but maybe the playing, the playing abilities of Matt Skira, Odea Bushi, it's worth retaining those guys more affordably and letting Edwards hit the free agent market. But, you know, Coleman Shelton, you have him signed for the next year too, but Brian Allen just has a hard time staying on the field. So, and that's really with the exception of last year. That's something that's been consistent throughout his career. So something to think about, uh, you know, whenever you think about this lost season, it's not truly lost because the Rams are going to find out who's going to be a part of the 2023 rebounding team. And, you know, let's get these youngsters playing time. Let's see what they're capable of. And, you know, let's let's already start thinking about next year and how to retool. Because I think that, you know, your incremental changes away from being back in contention. So, so um, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully this Rams team can keep up with the Chiefs. Um, it's probably not worth making predictions, Blaine, but uh, maybe some bold takes that the Rams have. You know, I'll say the Rams have three turnovers, keep within a possession, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes makes some late magic at the end of the game. What do you, do you have any, you know, Predictions or bold takes? Um, I will say that Bryce Perkins scores two rushing touchdowns on offense. Um, and yeah, I think I, 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 I would say the Rams co- cover the spread in this game and, and keep it relatively close. A couple of weeks ago, we saw, you know, the, the Titans were without Ryan Tannehill and managed to lose a 2017 game in overtime with Malik Willis at quarterback. So, you know, if the Rams can, you know, get the run game going, if, if, if Cam Akers and Kyle Williams can, 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 you know, kind of, get these long extended drives going on on, on the ground and, and keep, 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 keep Mahomes on the field. This could end up being a, being, being, being a close game, but yeah, I'll, I'll say Bryce Perkins impresses and as, as test two rushing touchdowns to keep it close. Okay. Putting you on the spot for a second. Who's a better throw of the football at this point in their career, Malik Willis or Bryce Perkins, you think? <laughs> that is, I, I think Malik Willis is a, has more pure talent. I think as, as far as kind of their overall, um, uh, 
their like their overall quarterback ability like they're they're probably around this around the same spot processing wise but just like pure arm talent um it's 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 by far willis it's interesting you know the rams got you know perkins is an undrafted free agent and willis was you know depending on who you talk to one of the higher rated quarterbacks in the 2022 draft so uh interesting that they got arrived at this spot in their career although you know willis probably has a higher ceiling so interesting to watch his career unfold but he did take this kansas city chiefs team to overtime uh, didn't give him a lot of uh, the Titans a lot of production through the air, but, you know, is a dangerous runner of the football, just like Bryce Perkins, who can be electric at times, as we see in the preseason. So, Blaine, what do you have on deck after the game? Where can everyone find you on social media? Yeah, I'll have um, I'll have free plays that change the game. I'm just looking at free plays that, that kind of have a big impact on this game. And then, um, as always, you can find me on social media at DTR. Awesome. And I'll be back with Chris Daniel and Kenneth Arthur for the Instant Reaction podcast have winners and losers just as we do every single week. So make sure you subscribe via your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. You know, we have those three podcasts we do every single week. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's 2022 might not be a lot to talk about, but we can already start looking forward to 2023 and how this roster gets molded and get this team back into contention moving forward. So thanks, Blaine, and thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week.